0: The movie guys love movies. Any comments about Tom Cruise being such a good actor that he can play a foot taller than he actually is are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Jack Reacher?
1: Fellas? <laughs> I take it all back. All the jokes we had about his first movie, I would like to do one big retraction.
2: What his first movie?
1: Jack Reach Which Around. Are... The whole stuff that we did uh, on the first oh, Jack well, Reacher. Kid because we love. And we didn't know. First movie, I was like Taps, <laughs> 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 Endless Love, Endless <laughs> Love. And actually, he's playing like a foot two taller, right? He's like one foot I think two five, seven
2: and six four, so it's like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not even a. It's, not a it's foot. about a foot. But huh? you imagine a foot because you love Tom. Poole. I do. I, there's
3: he, he just he, he creates an extra foot. That guy. <laughs> and by the way, that line,
2: <laughs> fellas, is right
3: before he's gonna kick all the. Ah uh, yes, yes. Which fellas. is great. <laughs> fellas.
2: Hi, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody, part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire, and we're up to our ass with more nuts than a fruitcake. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, banter, special guests, and more. Come for one of those things and see all the extra that you're going to get. Pretty excited. You can expect that in the next 90 minutes or so as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, in the heart of Burbank Airport's Flyover Zone. Every week we bring you a brand new movie. Paul, uh, show, I movie actually show. Uh, picked up an extra part?
1: shift yeah? on the poll last night. So okay. if ones are acceptable, I got you covered for well, the show. Uh, they are acceptable. They're not necessary. Oh. The show is free. Well, now I just feel stupid for dancing on the pole last night. Well.
2: We encourage you to follow us on social Shout media out. at the Movie Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which is also free, and get interactive. Basically, search the Movie Guys on Yahoo, Bing, or Google. 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 And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. Some of these houses are over 20 years old. Bart Caius. Yes. Those aren't pillows. And Karen Volpe.
0: I can think of five good uses for a cadaver today. <laughs>
2: Joining us the whole show is an award-winning actress who has appeared on TV shows such as Castle and Criminal Minds and is the lead in a new horror film available on iTunes, The House on Pine Street. Emily Goss, everybody! Hello. Thank you. Yeah.
4: Thanks,
5: Thanks for having me. Having
2: me. Yeah. We'll get her take on all these uh, movies we're covering. We're covering a lot of movies. And then we'll get her uh, a take on her movie when we bring in Ray Scalacci later, yes. movie guy who's been on the show a number of times.
0: Horror expert extraordinaire. It's you a perfect ju- time of year. To get... Adam, you just called him a whore.
4: Horror
0: extraordinaire. <laughs> Our local
2: film whore, Ray Hey,
0: that's not too far off, is it? <laughs> 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 I like, it.
5: like
2: uh, it. The House on Pine Street, he saw back at the Phoenix Film Fest. You had quite a run with that. Yeah, Emily?
5: Yeah, we played at festivals all around the world. Um, and
2: I said award winning. No lie, <laughs> right? No lie. How many?
5: Um for th- for the film. For you. Uh three. <gasps> three best
1: actors. Screw the film. Yeah. How are you? We want to know about you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's all about you, Emily. <laughs> you need palm
3: leaves, right, around your like your head, right? You just I, have like, I come uh,
0: with laurels. Well, Caesar got yeah. yeah, laurels, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: for the longest time I never knew what those were. Oh. Like just leaves around
5: Well now they're different. Now every film festival has their own yeah. oh, they have custom, their own, like, you know. A maple like
1: leaf or an oak. Really?
5: Or Barley. Poison
2: Ivy. Who started? Like they all, Were they all the same? And then someone said, not us. And then everyone said, well, we got our own thing.
5: I like to think so. Oh. Well, they- I
2: guess every award is different. In you know, the Oscar looks different than the Emmy. So I suppose everyone's trying to branch out on their own.
3: And yet everybody can put those leaves around their title, no matter yeah. what they <laughs> won, right? <laughs> uh,
2: let's see. Oh, wait. What are we talking about every week? Movie <laughs> kind of Coming our thing. You. If you're new to the show, you're going to get these every week. We've seen the trailers for the new films opening this and every weekend, and we give you our comic take on what to expect. Right? Oh, yes. A good summation of what we do. That's I why I so. showed up. This week, uh, that involves four <laughs> long-titled movies, including an ordinary suburban couple realizing these seemingly normal people <laughs> living among them might be spies in a plot cooked up by a team of people who apparently combined haven't seen the spy next door mr and mrs smith true lies undercover blues and central intelligence it's keeping up with the joneses and just in time for the election season a hot topic of transgender bathrooms comes to the multiplex in tyler perry's boo a media halloween these are long titles i to take a b- big breath This film is the ninth appearance of Medea since she came on the scene in 2005's Diary of a Mad Black Woman, by the way. Wait a minute, Uh, Adam, nine movies with Medea. You haven't, I mean, you promised to watch a franchise after it reaches five films.
4: Well,
3: clearly I have some uh, catching up to do.
2: (laughs) And uh, Ouija, Origin of Evil. Ouija. That's a callback to the first one. (laughs) Um, This trailer, less farting. The first trailer, they had a sound effect to sound like the trailer was farting.
3: Yeah.
1: Which is yes. why I don't want to see this movie.
3: <laughs> I was disappointed that the guy at the end didn't go, Because I think that's the only voice in the whole trailer. It. Right? He that's comes in asked. at the end and just goes, <laughs>
2: I think we added the fart. We added the fart.
3: Uh, that trailer does fart.
2: (laughs) It does. But first up, we will get to Jack Reacher, Never Go Back.
0: All right, now I was going to do a gay reach-around joke, but since Bart likes this movie, we're not going to do that.
1: Well, I appreciate that very much, Karen. Jack Reacher for Major Turner. Major
6: Turner's been arrested. On what charge?
1: Espionage. He's He's been set up. How much does
6: Reacher know? How's it going?
1: I don't like being followed. You think you're invulnerable. That's right. Maybe I rip your arm off and beat you to death with it. <laughs> Maybe. I bet that happens.
2: That absolutely happens. His right na- immediately you hear the good plot. She's accused of espionage. Friend of mine. Well, let me beat the hell out of everybody till the end credits. We That's need a gruff.
3: tough guy line here. Chris McCoy, what should we have? I'm going to rip your arm off and beat you over the head with it. Uh, his name is Robert
1: Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson? That's that That's actor. That's that actor? That's the actor. Oh, really? Uh, the his guy name who, is Robert Paulson. The guy who's nice. about to get him get beat by yeah, his yeah, own yeah. arm?
2: That guy was in Sully, <laughs> too. Yeah, he's good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> his name is Robert Paulson. But that is such a badass lie. I could rip your arm up and beat you to death with it. You just don't get it. And
1: in the trailer, uh, they, they did another... One of my favorite moments in the first Jack Reacher is where is he, he meets um, David Oyelowo's character. I can't remember the detective and yeah. he says we're meeting you same here and, there, <laughs> and there's another m- m- moment where he says uh, he, uh, he lists all the amazing things that Jack Reacher has done you know Purple yeah. Heart this and you know he's he's a ghost you can't find him he goes well how do you find him he goes well you don't unless he wants to find you and then the secretary walks yeah. in and says Jack Reacher's here to see yeah, you that's the best moment. there's a great moment right before he beats the guy with his own arm he's standing <laughs> around the corner talking to him on the cell phone uh-huh. and he just leans around and he goes hey it's me <laughs> so exciting
2: um Oh, we should talk about our Western New York trip. Now, this will be the the last show here in the Admirals Club for a couple of weeks. The Mm -hmm. next show, where we talk about Inferno and talk to local filmmakers, will be from Kasha Coffee in Fredonia, New York.
0: Yes, You're making all those words up. I know. They're all (laughs) made up words. So we're going to be going back to Fredonia for the homecoming. And while we're there, the nice people at Kasha Coffee has... They've agreed to let us come in and do the show. So we're we'll going to be talking to some local filmmakers and anybody who wants to come down and watch a taping. Uh, Paul's still not sure what time. Nope, we got it. Oh, do Absolute. we know?
2: 5 Eastern. All right. At Kasha Coffee. After uh, the Bills o- game. Sunday, October 23rd. Avoiding Bills, Bill's Dolphins. <laughs> because I... Bills Dolphins, everyone in Western New York will be caught up in. That is rivalry weekend. <laughs> and we're going to stay away from that. That game's a one. It ends. We steer clear of it. 5 o'clock, come on down to... Uh, Kasha
3: Coffee is Kasha on Coffee near Chautauqua?
2: <laughs> it
3: yeah, is. it is. It's yeah. in Chautauqua
1: mm-hmm. County. In oh, Chautauqua is it? County. I, I love these
3: words.
2: They mm-hmm. have
3: good pie. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it's a,
2: yeah, it's full-on coffee house. They got a you know, they got a long wooden table that'll seat six. It'll, you know, it's sort of yeah, rustic. it's great. They have
0: really great food, and there's plenty of uh, room, So come on down. Yep, have a great time.
2: we'll set up there and talk to anyone mm-hmm. who wants to come. Chat. Come on down, and we'll ask you your favorite movie of all time. It's kind of what we do.
0: Yeah, That's and it's a wrong answer, so be prepared.
1: You want the truth? You can't handle the truth! Show me the money!
2: It's that, it's that time again, time to forget everything you learned and going clear and enjoy Tom <laughs> Cruise doing what he does best. Winning!
4: DJ And they stay there well-
1: do a montage of him running to this. Well, Paul, you recently posted somebody did a uh, every yeah. every Tom Cruise running from every movie, which actually didn't quite work because they took literally every time he ran. I just want the full out sprint. I want yeah. the full you want Tom the Ghost Protocol
2: sprint, the firm sprint. Exactly. Yeah. Now they put like if he's running from the, the building to the car
1: uh, every uh, time he runs. There's there's a moment in Cocktail where he's trotting to the car. Like, ah, <laughs> yeah, fun. that's not. that's
2: not
3: exactly the Mission Impossible Three bridge exactly. run. That's you
2: know. what we're looking for here. <laughs> Uh, Jack Reacher, a terrible name for an action star and a waste of a perfectly good name for a Paralympics biopic, is back in Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Except in this case, where he is in fact back.
3: Two things are going to happen in the next 90 seconds.
2: First, Bart's going to go online and buy a ticket to this movie. Second, Bart's going to actually leave his
1: house to see a movie and publicly orgasm. How great is this movie going to be? It's so great, the trailer isn't even trying. The previews are mostly of a payphone ringing while Tom stares intimidatingly at, you know, stuff. There aren't even any shots of him running, and I still want to see this. Run, run, run,
2: run. Run, But don't fear, despite the (laughs) underwhelming preview, this movie is not going to be phoning it in. Oh sure, it could just be two hours of Tom Cruise running around and kicking ass.
1: (laughs) And for me, that would be more than enough. But this movie goes so far as to actually have a plot explaining why he's running around and kicking ass.
2: Jack Reacher, the former major in the United States Army Military Police Corps and Purple Heart recipient, much like Donald Trump, (laughs) uh uh-huh, Jack's life is thrown into turmoil when the bad guys post this to Craigslist. Wanted. Stocky white jocks to mess with the wrong guy. Overconfidence a must. Previous experience shooting their mouths off a plus. You know, revenge alone would be enough of a plot, so so would uncovering a government conspiracy. Ooh, Jack Uncovered. Or even perhaps being on the run from the law for a crime you didn't commit while trying to clear your name. Jack Clearer. Then discovering a secret from your past that could change your life forever. Jack Discoverer. Any of these would be great storylines, don't you think? Well, this movie has all those things and Tom Cruise. When the Jack Reacher franchise was launched, it received a lot of criticism for
1: casting Tom Cruise to play a character that was supposed to be six foot four inches tall. puh If you're casting an action movie and someone suggests Tom Cruise, and your response is, nah, too short, then you need to get a new job. (laughs) Impressive as hell that I mean, he maintains his leading man
2: status even after transitioning to the no-smiling phase of his career. After a media Halloween's Lexi Pantera, actresses whose names could be mistaken for Porn Star's Week continues with Kobe Smolders in Jack Reacher, Never Go Back.
1: In an age when Kevin Costner keeps trying to be an action hero or a villain in movies like Three Days to Kill and Criminal, at least Tom Cruise is making it look easy. This is based on a book, right? Yep. And all 25 Jack Reacher books have been optioned for movies, so I'll be watching them well into the year 2066 on TBS. There you go. That's,
2: you got it all planned out, Bart.
1: Jack Reacher. Finally something to look forward to on yeah. cable TV. You are going out, though, to see this, right? Yeah, I'll probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. On big screen. In the afternoon. Yes. Have you ever thought
0: about just uh, reading the books and picturing Tom Cruise?
1: Reading makes me sleepy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Although, picturing Tom Cruise is something right? I do often, yes. <laughs> Thank
4: you.
2: And the movies are never as good as the book. That's why I had to give up books, because I love movies. Yeah, you're right. I sorry, love- books. No, 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 they're a letdown. Sorry. <laughs> Even though they're not as good, I'm sticking with movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't have movies be bad. <laughs> no. And when you compare Da Vinci Code to the book, I mean, the book's... League's better. Yeah. I don't want a Ron Howard, Tom Hanks collaboration to be bad, so I'm out.
3: I'm, I haven't I'm I'm out re- books. read too many books that movies are based on, but I did read, uh, looking over there, uh, Jurassic Park. There, I mean, there's literally too many words in Jurassic Park. There's just too many words in that book. Like the way they skip over it is so elegant in the movie. They just get it going. Like you can just, all you, oh, you can just put.
2: Then they saw a brontosaurus and have a picture that takes up a page. Right? That's like our favorite kind of books. Lots of photos. Here's Bio, a, biographies.
1: Here's another reason not to read the book, um, the movie version of the book, or the book version of the movie. Is that it probably doesn't make as much sense because I watched uh, Fight Club, and then I read the book. And I remember thinking, I never would have figured this book out had I not seen the movie. And there was no way. I think Danny DeVito had something to do with Fight Club being produced or something. i not sure. Anyway, Jersey uh, films? Yeah, I think uh, somebody sent him the book and said, you need to read this book. This would make no, a great Art movie." No, Art
3: Linson was the producer, I think.
1: Which is exactly what I was thinking of when I said <laughs> Danny DeVito. But somebody sent somebody a book and said, read this book. This would make a great movie. And I thought, I, that's why I could never produce movies yeah. based on books. Because I would have gotten this book and went, I have no idea how this becomes a movie.
0: You know, a movie is just a book with pictures.
1: The Problem pitch, solved, Karen.
3: <laughs> which segues to, to uh, the, the way they did actually pitch Fight Club is Fincher put together a gigantic uh, tome of like pictures and reference mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like, I actually don't think they did get that it, how it could be made into a movie. So Fincher delivered this giant
1: stack of a, of a reference he had to have. the whole thing. He yeah. had to have. Otherwise, I don't see how you could have been convinced that, oh, yeah, I see that. No, yeah. not at all.
2: Emily, you, you Tom Cruise fan?
1: Now, in here,
2: we love Tom Cruise. We love Keanu Reeves. I and love we're Keanu slowly Reeves. beginning to uh, love and forgive Mel Gibson. <laughs> mm. Hard to do. But, this side of the room is. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. That's true. That's dumb one that still might be tough. But Cruise I mean, and Reeves, we love him. You I, like Tom?
5: You know, I do. I can't not. He's so... This is true.
1: You cannot.
5: ...charismatic on the screen. And I've heard he's wonderful to work with, that he works hard, that he's professional, that he's good to the crew.
1: Hi, I'm Tom.
5: Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> and it's that's, over. Yeah, that's yeah. how he introduces oh. you
0: know, himself. Wait,
3: I do. We, we never pull the uh, the Paul F. Tompkins the Paul, story yeah. to play here because that's such a great story. When he's uh, doing Magnolia, and he's doing a, a st- he was just he was a part that got cut out, but he did the stage reading. He read. Or, or the this the reading of the script and he did like 10 little tiny parts and stuff so he's trying to find it because as paul f Tompkins says i don't know if you've ever seen magnolia but the plot is the entire phone book starts talking to each other <laughs> and so and he's the only seat left is and he can't pay attention to these famous people because he's trying to find all these parts that he's going to have to read and sitting next to him is tom cruise and he goes hi I'm Tom. <laughs> he thinks, "Oh, hi, the most famous person in the world, <laughs> Tom." Was it? I hear it's good to use someone's name right away so that you don't forget. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I just did Paul's whole bit. <laughs> no, that's a great. <laughs> that's a great bit. That
1: is my make-a-wish, just in case oh, anyone. Wow, that oh, really? Keep that on. Yeah. To meet Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. On my dying day, just hang out with Tom for the day. That's right. what you want to and do. And then it's over. And then it's over. Because I don't think I would die Be after okay. that.
3: Okay. Because as Ron Babcock
2: he says, He would bring you back.
3: Yeah. <laughs> meeting him must, uh, just meeting and spending an hour with him must feel like a two-week cleanse, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Going clear. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's- I'm surprised it, it took... Very quick, th- right? It's very no, quick,
5: right? No,
1: I thought it took a long time to get the second one out.
2: I'd say it was 13, yeah, because that's uh, when we had Joe Christmas, Kramer on the show It was a Christmas special
1: that, so. that we did, right?
2: No, it was Joe Kramer. Uh, it was in just before or after that.
1: I thought we had an action figure for Jack Reacher. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that right. Maybe Joe came on the following. This, yeah, this might be 2013. I don't know, maybe mm. it's been three years for them to yeah. get this out. I mean, this, this this sort of thing. I just
3: could watch this all day long. Like we, we were just talking about the uh, um, the Equalizer. Denzel mm-hmm. also I would put on the list. Yeah. Cool breeze. Reeves. Tom Cruise. And Denzel. We love Denzel. uh, Denzel is just fantastic. I mean, he just keeps getting better and better. And I don't even know how that's possible. (laughs) But, you know, man on fire. You got your equalizer. These sort of like the guy that's just going to take care of business. And you're just not going to win, bad guys. That's what we always loved about Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Is like, they're going to win. (laughs) And I'm here to watch them win, as Bart says.
2: (laughs) And this will win. um,
6: Wait.
2: the reason you thought they may not make it is because it didn't make the money they thought it would make. However, it ended up topping out at 200 million worldwide. What? Which the first is, one? Yes. Yeah. Which is good, but you know, 200 million makes something like, unfortunately, Ghostbusters not a hit because they spent too much money. Yeah. Jack Reacher never go back cost 60 million dollars. This will make money wow. because they're not spending 60. 160. Wow. You know, so so Tom must not be taking 20 million dollar paychecks like he did back in the day he takes less they spend less and they'll make more that's the deal hollywood spend less money you're ben hers you're whatever it's just too much money yeah. when they spend this little that's a bargain oh, and yeah. it'll make money. i'll take two of these so when it makes price. 60 domestic and then goes overseas and makes another hundred there are a hundred million dollars and they'll make another yeah
3: i was surprised also john wick we're going to get blessed again <gasps> oh. here soon with john wick too <laughs> yeah. That that made uh, enough money as well that uh, uh, to to get a sequel. So it's that's exciting. And speaking
2: simple. of things that rhyme with Wick, Edward Zwick made yes. this movie. Uh, so from Glory, that? from Twitter? Last Samurai. So they've worked together. Thirty um, something. Um, taking Sorry, over for Chris McQuarrie. Yeah, right. But with the writer too, <laughs> Marshall Herskovitz. <laughs> really. And Edward Zwick, who wrote and created Thirty Something, make Jack Reacher. Be, you know, adapted it from the book. But Hersk-
3: Hersk- 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 Herskovitz and Zwick are back together. Herskovitz and Zwick. Zwick and Herskovitz? Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: Also, just last thing I'll say, I love the way Tom Cruise still does his thing the way he's going to do it. You know, there aren't a whole lot of movie star driven things anymore, but he's just like, I'm the star. I'm going to push this as the star. It's going to be a star vehicle where I do my thing, and
1: everyone can go screw off. I have two small concerns about this movie. One, there's a lot of plot. I don't need that much plot. There's like a bunch of stuff going on. Okay. Uh, And secondly, he's Tom. By Tom was it? Tom is it. Uh, <laughs> he seems like he's starting to believe his own shit. Which is fine because it's true, but he's getting a little too, maybe maybe a little too confident. Like he's just being uh, if it's possible, too Tommy. Too oh, much Tom wow. in this one. See, More I was confident saying, than Tom? Than I, was saying I'm impre- I was saying I'm impressed that he still does that. I'm, I like it, but yeah. I think he just might be buying into it a little too much. in this, I'm I, I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to find out. I would say I think he knows how to play it better now.
3: Like, mm. I think the the Tom Cruise that was in Top Gun, I think that actor actually yeah. thought he was the coolest person on Earth. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I think this one is like, I know how to play the coolest person on Earth. Because even in something like uh, Live, Die, Repeat, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, Forever, Forever and Ever. What the movie are mm. anyway. Sure, I think that was the title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, like, he shows plenty of weakness in that, but it's a very Tom I, Cruise I
2: kind of weakness. I appreciated that, though. Yeah, yeah I yeah. thought that was, that was cool. All right, so um, did you hear the end of the trailer?
1: You think you're above the law.
4: But I'm not the law. So you should start running, because I'm going to start hunting. And when I find you, I'm going to kill you all.
1: Sound familiar? <laughs> wow. Uh, in what regard?
3: Well. I don't know who you yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> who wore it better? Did uh,
3: People Magazine cover this?
1: <laughs> yeah. So wh- who's who? Uh,
2: badass is who there? Liam yeah. Neeson. I mean, Neeson doesn't I have the do benefit have. of a score underneath him. He here. doesn't either. Or Maybe he doesn't. Yeah. Maybe skills. that's the benefit. Actually, he has an, an accent.
0: I've acquired her for a
2: very long career.
6: Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. The plane helps.
0: Yeah. He's gonna play.
6: If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you.
1: You think you're above the law? <laughs> Let's see the two of them go at it. Reminds so. me of another favorite line in the original. Or the first Jack creature is uh, the the attorney's all yours. And he hangs up the phone like just go kill her. Yeah. And then he, and he calls right back. He's like, you know what? On second thought, <laughs> I want to kill you with my own boot or something. Man, <laughs> but I, I love how he's he's willing to let her die in that moment. He's like, yeah, have her. I don't care. We should line up some badass speeches. I'm
3: sure there's a bunch of other great ones that are just, yeah. (laughs) All right, let's get to the second film of the big weekend. It's
2: Keeping Up with the Joneses. Hmm. We've had films based on books, plays, song titles, and song lyrics, even. And if you've ever seen Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, you'll recognize that this is the first time we've had a movie based on another movie's tagline. What? (laughs) Karen, let's tell the people what it's about. Find the Kardashians too weighed down with jewelry and asses to be effective competitors for keeping up with? Well, now there's the Joneses.
0: Zach Galifianakis month continues with another offering perfectly positioned to make you laugh while not being nominated for awards.
2: Isla Fisher and Zach Galifianakis play Person 1 and Person 2, whose boring suburban lives are turned upside down when their new neighbors turn out to be not at all what they seem.
0: How unseemly of them.
2: Seems so, but we'll see.
0: But something is up with the neighbors.
3: Ray, there's no doubt anymore. This is real. Your neighbors are murdering people.
6: They're chopping them up. They're burying them in their backyard. Um. Ray, this is Walter.
4: No! No!
2: Karen, that's that's actually what? from the Burbs.
0: That's a good movie.
2: Oh. Which, unlike this movie, stars mm-hmm. a two time Oscar Award winner for Best Actor. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Just saying.
2: The couple, Karen and Jeff Gaffney, soon realize that their neighbors, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, turn out to be Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh-huh. We may have just started a lawsuit with that line. <laughs> and they have to find out what's really up with the Joneses. Wait, did I get that? The Jones the Joneses. Jones-es-es. Or is it the Joneses? No, no. It's the Joneses. The abdominal snowman. <laughs> abominable. Abominable. The Joneses. Abominable.
0: It's abominable. 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 Joneses.
2: The abdominal. Abominable. abominable. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> the abdominal. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Karen finds herself home alone and with a lot of time on her hands, and so she decides to do a little investigating to see if she uncover can uncover the truth about the new neighbors. And she quickly does. Turns out they are all spies. I hope I didn't
4: give anything away there.
2: <laughs> Zach Galifianakis plays a human resources director, and for those of us who have ever had to deal with human resources at work, then you can appreciate the brilliance of casting Zach Galifianakis as the head of HR.
0: Karen and Jeff soon become embroiled in a life of international espionage, and by international, we mean all their adventures take place in the suburban neighborhood.
2: <laughs> Due to it's scheduling conflicts. conflicts, yeah, it's so one location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
0: exciting.
2: Due to some scheduling conflicts, some digital trickery was necessary to put Zach Galifianakis and John Hamm in the same scene.
1: I'm not John Hamm. <laughs> I know, but we're here. We're going to edit him in. You're just here for the lighting and marks, okay? Thanks for coming.
5: I'll shake my hand. Here we go.
1: You look amazing, John. What's your secret? My secret is I'm not John
4: Ham. <laughs> Marcus. Okay, listen. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna laugh really hard in case uh, John says something really funny. Okay. Here. I'm gonna do it right here.
0: <laughs> oh, John. move over Emma Stone because there's another fair haired dorky leading lady Hmm. Isla Fisher who plays Karen and if you've ever found yourself on a plane then you'll remember her from the movie Now You See Me
2: that makes this a Fisher out of water story Uh, which is a hell of a lot easier to say than a Galifianakis out of water
0: (laughs) friends of the show Mary Beth Monroe and Matt Walsh make appearances both are wanted and still on the loose as their nationwide spree of scene theft continues
2: The film co-stars Gal Gadot. I'm sorry, Paul. I believe that's
1: Woman Gadot. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh Nice lady, Wonder Woman is Gal Gadot. (laughs) 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 And it's directed by Greg Matola, known for Superbad, Adventureland, and being the Matola who didn't sleep with Mariah Carey.
2: Maybe Karen and Jeff were just too uh, oblivious to see that the Joneses were always armed with deadly weapons. Or maybe they were too oblivious to notice the new law, which now makes their subdivision an open-carry neighborhood.
0: So the takeaway from this film is, don't talk to your neighbors, stay away from spies, and in general, avoid the suburbs. That's yeah. good advice.
2: Either American Beauty happens there, or Keeping Up With the Joneses Or E.T. E. Or what? E.T. E.T., a plane will land in it with Tom Cruise. Right.
3: This looks fun. This is
2: part Does of Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> he got booted from last year with Masterminds, and this got booted from April to now. So both his movies kind of
1: got dumped yeah. in October. And, it's uh, Zachtober. It is. <laughs> I think I, is I think he looks less funny in this one than than say Masterminds. And what's your theory, Bart? Well, he's gotten skinny. Oh. Fat is funny. He's right. trimming. He's trimming up. Trimming mm-hmm. up. He's losing some of his humor. That I mean that that happens uh, over and over. Brent right happens all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who is he? Uh, that a uh,
2: a baby. Hmm, yeah. That, yeah, had a oh baby, my gosh, awesome. I
0: thought you said he had a baby had a And baby. that's where the weight went He, he had a baby oh, and it and became not funny
2: Matt, would explain The mad about the
3: you rule, number one
2: <laughs>
1: Explains oh, yeah.
0: everything um,
1: But yeah, I, I, I don't, are you
3: encouraged by this? Anyone? Well, I mean, I like Mr. and Mrs. Smith That's, a very, that's actually a very, very good movie yeah. But I guess I like the idea of Alright, well let's take Mr. What if Mr. and Mrs. Smith That whole very good movie, I think With uh, Brad Pitt and Angel Angelina Jolie What if a bunch of dopes live next to them <laughs> you, know, I mean, you never deal with the people that live next to them when all that stuff's going on in their house i mean they just destroy that house but no neighbor ever sees anything you know <laughs> the, the, everything that goes on mr and mrs smith in that house and blowing it up and yeah, there's people that live around them you know i don't know i, you I, guess, really I guess i really like good point because
0: if you're outside <laughs> in a suburban neighborhood and you put the the um, hood up on your car that's like a magnet to those people, those neighbors who come around going, "Oh yeah, hey, you got the uh, trouble with the car?
2: Seinfeld had an old uh, bit about
0: that. What do you, you know, uh, I have a car. And you're like, yeah, I know. So well, I can't Is believe... It the it's, planer flexor? Uh, yeah, whatever. exactly. And they have all its opinions about <laughs> stuff. And-
2: well, Seinfeld's bit was you get out there, you start working on your driveway, and they'll come uh-huh. over, what's that, cement? Yeah. Uh, it's going to harden right up for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so these spies never had that happen, oddly enough.
3: No, I no. guess not. And then, of course... The, the you know Dopey McDoperson has to become a spy for some reason mm-hmm. in it. And by the way, I, I think the the one of the standards set for something like this is friend of the shows uh, uh, Ike Barinholtz script for uh, Central Intelligence, which I think did this thing, which in other words, by the end of the movie, the guy who's never seen a gun, who is a dope, is going to have to have one and be an action star, right? That's like, we, we kind of see this happen in a, a few like different movies. Like Spy, that happened. Like, sp- exactly. Yeah. Spy, and that handled it really well too. But that's a really tough conversion where you have to eventually give the gun to the suburbanites. To have them be in the action movie that you've been building up to all along, so I mean that that's the challenge in this one yeah, too. But will I
2: mean. he step up like Jamie Lee Curtis and kind of yeah. actually do sort of heroic things, or will he goof his way through to the to the to the win?
3: Yeah, you know, either way, you know, it could be done. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I actually think this may not do that that well. I I, I guess I guess what I said may <laughs>
2: be the last time we talk about right. this
3: movie. <laughs> it will be the
4: last time we talk. But, Any interest,
5: uh, Emily? No. <laughs> no. I'd rather see a movie about Zach Galifianakis and Isla Fisher having a, like, a weird marriage. Mm-hmm.
3: Like all about them. Screw the Joneses.
2: Exactly. Yeah, right. I was more just interested in that. the
5: Gaffneys. That. <laughs> Actually,
3: I think I figured it out because the more I talked about Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I just wanted to see that. Yeah. And I also saw Neighbors 2, which is brilliant. Oh. It is an amazingly funny movie. In fact, I think I'm just going to watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Neighbors 2 on the same night and skip this movie.
2: The Jew in the oven line is the funniest line of the year in any movie. <laughs> the, they, they see a pregnant woman who's Jewish. Oh, you got a little Jew in the oven? It's the funniest line of the year. There's so many lines in that movie.
1: <laughs> anyway, let's get on to our next film. Uh, Tyler Perry is getting a new yacht. Really? Did you see that story on Entertainment Tonight or something? No, no, but I saw that he has a new Medea movie coming out, so I just figured. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, get, get,
2: get excited, Matt Gorley's dad. Deep reference. It is because Medea, the no-nonsense, straight-talking, elderly queen of grandma stereotypes, is back, and this time she's taking no guff from trick-or-treaters. Booyah! A Medea Halloween.
1: It's it's actually just boo. Oh oh oh, boo. As in, hey, what up, boo? No, just boo. As in, boo. I just scared you. Well, I'll say, I just heard there's a new Tyler Perry movie coming out. Zing! <laughs> You're gonna to wanna to keep the finger on that button, Paul. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about it. Here we go. Having saved Christmas and gone to jail, Medea takes another page out of Ernest P. Worrell's book and gets scared stupid in Boo! A Medea Halloween.
2: As a liberal who's spent my life carefully monitoring the latest potentially insensitive words and avoiding even the most acutely racially insensitive language, I'm pretty sure you can't call a black movie boo. The
1: film comes to you from Tyler Perry's Tyler Perry, the David O. Selznick of sassy drag matriarchs. For 10 installments now, Tyler Perry has seen $40 million returns on $12 budgets while keeping all the profits with no need to advertise any of his movies. This may make him the greatest cinema entrepreneur since Jack Warner himself. (laughs) I have it from very reliable sources that this movie is based off of a Chris Rock joke. Now, I thought all Tyler Perry movies were a joke. (laughs) I told you, Paul. Now, my sources do tell me. Oh, wait. Now, by sources, you mean the internet, don't you? Yes, the internet tells me that this movie was inspired by a fictitious movie that appeared in Chris Rock's film Top 5. Well, if the internet says so, who am I to disagree?
2: And Chris Rock has a history of being prophetic. I mean, we all remember how Rock's film Head of
3: State also came true. Hey, I'm a movie guy, I, I can, I can <laughs> rattle off uh, a bunch of movies.
1: <laughs> When Medea is convinced to watch her teenage niece on Halloween night, she finds herself having to deal with a whole lot more than just a mischievous sixteen-year-old girl looking to sneak out for the evening.
6: I'm glad you're here to help me with her, because there's a party around the corner, and I want to be sure she doesn't try to sneak out.
1: And we have plot. And by mischievous, <laughs> they mean horny, right,
2: Paul? Okay. Wrong. What? Darn. You haven't seen many Medea movies, have you? <laughs> I'm proud to say no. Well, she isn't horny. She just wants to go to a frat party in her neighborhood. Toga.
0: Toga.
1: In an attempt to ditch her auntie, Tiffany, the aforementioned mischievous, not horny teen, tries to distract the adults by making Medea think that her house is haunted so she can be free from the bounds of adult supervision. Oh, that old trick. Greg Brady tried it in the Brady Bunch and it didn't work for him either. In this go round, Medea is joined by two of her friends,
2: Hattie and Aunt Bam. And just a small point of fact the actors that play Hattie and Aunt Bam, Patrice Lovely and Cassie Davis, are both actually women. Mm. Ah, Just just saying. Don't (laughs) let the Medea like costuming on these two characters fool you. They are both indeed women.
1: And Perry goes all Eddie Murphy, playing three different characters, including an old man. For those checking off a full scoreboard, still no white characters in Perry's arsenal.
5: I got a (laughs) rock.
1: Yep, seeing a scary movie at Halloween can sometimes feel a lot like that, especially if it's a Tyler Perry movie. But this time around, we're hopeful, because finally, Tyler Perry dressing up as a crazy old black woman, running around, scaring the crap out of people, makes sense. Do you think he's saving money on therapy by making these movies?
2: Yeah, I never thought I'd say this, but this trailer works for me. Despite the fact that we've previewed seven other Medea movies, I can't tell you what any of them are about, but making her a fish out of water in the horror genre
1: and having her hit paranormal entities and Instagram clowns with her purse, I get that. (laughs) A large, bizarre character hasn't been this frightening since The Island of Dr. Moreau.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yet I still don't know how Tyler Perry is an industry-respected mogul, and Joanna Mann is a disgrace. You see something
1: scary? You
2: see white people.
1: Yep, and so did Damon Wayans in the original trailer for Scary Movie. But for some reason, by the time the movie was released, that line was changed to see to, I see dead people. Well, I guess white people just aren't as funny. Isn't that right, Jay Leno? There it is again.
2: I counted two punches to the face in this trailer. Same amount as Jack Reacher, so that could be a good sign. There you go. many no kithy Tom Cruise-isms, though. Probably just a lot of yelling. Either way
1: I respect Tyler Perry Tremendous admiration For what he's been able to do a businessman Businessman His empire He literally has an empire I don't get Anything he's doing (laughs) I watch It's not for you Clearly, yeah. clearly, not for me. I mean, <laughs> I think we learned last time or the last three times we did any of his movies, even before Medea hit the big screen, they went around the country with these plays. Oh, yeah, yeah. And these he shows. Was, he had a huge career In before fact, he ever did movies. This is the f- second movie not based on one of those right? that he's made. And so, who knew those even existed before the movies came out? But there is such a. people. <laughs> clearly. In the <laughs> South, maybe, right? A couple million of them, probably. Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
2: Millions, an underserved audience. Million. I'll have just you, say an underserved audience. Have you watched <laughs> at the time. any of these
4: movies?
1: No, No. I made it a uh,
2: a New Year's resolution to watch all the movies he put out that year, and it was a low year for him. He put out one, and I still didn't see it. Single Mm. Moms Club, I think it was.
1: They are so awkwardly made from a production standpoint. Yeah. That, like, the camera angles are weird, The you know, you can tell they're saving money on setups because they're just going to do one long shot and, you know, they're not going to mic everybody. I watched a behind-the-scenes interview with Tyler Perry about this movie. It's produced the same way. Yeah. There's, like, moments where he's talking on screen and there's no audio and then the the film runs out and they cut to somebody else and they're in mid-sentence. It's hilarious. I don't know if it's intentional, but...
2: Well, he's... uh, Again, you you said made them
3: for like 12 bucks and they make 40 million. So he's going to keep doing it. They make 40 million and he keeps like most of the profit. I think these are self produced. He doesn't have to go to people for money to make these movies. I think he makes all the money back. He plays half the parts. So he's making money. I mean, like, I I don't know. It's like it's just such a genius business proposition. He found an underserved audience. I mean, I have to admire the guy, but I've not seen any of these. I mean, I've not seen. Although this is the one I guess I would see because I feel like this one. Like there's a lot of references in the other ones that are definitely for a, an audience that he grew up and around in his parodying that I don't have as much of a connection with. But yeah, like the fish out of water thing, like, all right, like I, I, I'd, I'd buy like taking that character and putting her in other situations that I commonly see, like Halloween movies. Like I see those all the time. Yeah,
2: he's so prob- like, all right, now I get this. And he probably made this over the last year and now it just so happens that there are crazy, creepy clowns all yeah, over the country yeah. and yeah. now he's beating them up in the trailer. It's like, perfect. Oh, that's a stroke of good luck.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. I got to say that a lot of the, the in the trailer, because I haven't seen the movie, but I do want to see this movie, a lot of the lines that Medea says are things that I feel like I would love to see happen in real life. So when she beats the stupid clown, or when she's sassy back to the kid, I love all that. I, I want that to happen in real life, but you kind of can't. She's not, she's sort of un-PC. Yeah,
3: I recognize I the it. impulses in this particular Tyler Perry movie, because again, it's like a parody of, you know... Uh, a genre mm. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. I just recognize what's going on in this one a lot more than his other movies. So. I do love the,
2: all the descriptions. It reminds me of Madonna back in the 80s. He's like Madonna? Oh, she's a great businesswoman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you don't like her then. That's a way of saying F you, Madonna. Yeah, I yeah. still
2: think he
0: has a lot of, um, much to piggyback on what Adam was saying. I want to give him a lot of credit because he found an underserved audience. He doesn't put up barriers on himself Good or bad. I think it's good. He's not afraid to make a movie that maybe other people don't like, but he knows that it's going to make his audience happy. And he doesn't. He doesn't worry about if it's good enough or if it's funny enough. It's going to work for his audience. And he has this, gra- this grassroots campaign. He has a solid audience and good for him.
2: And even if we told him, hey, this is the first one that looks like a straight genre satire, so we're very interested, he wouldn't care. He would not <laughs> care. Like, I've been making all these anyway yeah. without, you, you know. He would say, excuse me, I'm writing. Because <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. he's writing something, something right now. <laughs> right? TV Who's that behind
1: that pile of money talking to me? <laughs> yeah. I can't see. I'd move so it, much, but I, I don't want to. There's that.
0: so much confidence in him not worrying about what people think, and that's... I wish I could just kind of put in a can and sell that. There you go. That's Al- amazing. Also,
3: while I was looking up uh, some uh, bits for this, he had a sh- TV show on for eight years. Yeah.
0: He still TV has two sh- on right now.
3: A TV show that's on for eight years at all is going to make a lot of money.
0: He's the David Spade of <laughs> these movies. David Spade's <laughs> always on TV. You don't even know it. It's yeah. just happening. You're right.
5: Mm-hmm. I'm right. working on a David Spade show. Are there you? Yeah, exactly. Good. producing it. Yeah. Get him
0: to like you. He's always working. <laughs> he will always true. bring you in.
2: <laughs> Rules of engagement. Oh, was that on for like what? a decade? Oh, just shoot me. Was that what? on for like a decade? 20 years right I, there. He's amazing, always working. Right? It's always amazing. like, <laughs> yep. that's still on. What's God. the new show?
0: Uh,
5: it's called Fameless on True TV. It's a reality prank show. He's uh-huh. the EP, and it's it's great. We take people who think that they're on one type of reality show, uh-huh. and it turns out it's an elaborate hoax. Uh-huh.
1: This it's, is where you trick them into fun. thinking they're becoming famous, right? It's easy I mean, and then you sound. yank the rug oh, yeah. out from under him. You crush their dreams. There's and a <laughs> step lot of dream neck. crushing and yeah. rug yanking. Yeah. How yes. often, can, how so could, David can, can,
3: you, can you repeat that over and over in L.A.? I don't know if you could find the, uh... enough people <laughs> to, to take the bait. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Does that turnip keep truck moving pull moving up here. every yeah, day?
0: <laughs> <say>.
2: <laughs> yeah, just direct them right to the set. Hey, you doing? Let me <laughs> help you off that set. See,
0: I would job? rather have Tyler Perry make another movie than do a reality show where you make people feel bad. Just saying.
2: He has like the feel good. Uh, guy out there for whatever he's doing mm-hmm. whether it's for Color girls or precious like you know to family entertainment stuff. Yeah. and yeah. karen
1: if you're looking for sass there's eight other movies yeah i think that i is. like it full of sass like I adam like said
2: we got some catching up <laughs>
3: let's good. go to our final film of the weekend ah yes the dreaded ouija what is this another kid's movie about life in junior high aside from what willies i think ouijas were the worst <laughs> have we done that joke before feels like we should have done that joke before yeah. if not then there's that joke Moving on. Moving on, indeed. It's Ouija: Origin of Evil. Let's go.
2: Any of these movies could win the box office. What a loaded up weekend! For, oh yeah, for October, Th- mid October. Th- I
1: think uh, I think Ouija gets it. Just yeah, it. Well, no, you're right. Halloween. That, uh, that costs six Halloween. million.
2: If it makes ten, it's already
1: a hit. I think every weekend this month
3: has had one of every genre. I think like yeah. this is another four genre weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, I never let the song go.
2: <laughs> you never the
0: song go. I like this. <laughs> oh, I and this they are Western New York's own uh-huh. UTE.
2: UTE. <laughs> Just in time for the holidays, Ouija—the hardest name in horror to say without laughing. This side of Pinhead <laughs> returns to the big screen, or more likely your TV screen, three months from
3: now. Finally, we get the origin story of evil. Very
6: well.
5: Where do I begin? <laughs> My father was a relentlessly self-improving boulangerie owner from Belgium <laughs> with low-grade narcolepsy and a penchant for buggery. My mother I was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. Adam, I, okay. My father would womanize, he would drink, was scary as I thought it would be. he would make outrageous yeah. claims like it's he actually invented funnier the than question thought.
1: mark. We got to get the details. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes details he would accuse
2: chestnuts of being lazy. <laughs> okay, that, that's not it. <laughs> But Origin of Evil, you know, it sounds exciting, but it's drier than you might think. Hmm. In 1966, the original Baltimore family... Uh, that manufactured the Ouija board, <laughs> sold it to Parker Brothers. <laughs> and when Parker Brothers oh, marketed the board uh, for the first time the following year... might as well 1960- continue, Adam. Yeah, that's the origin, already. huh? Oh,
3: Yet another horror movie bends over backwards to scare you, particularly if you fear contortionists.
2: In this particular tale of Ouija, the franchise goes all conjuring, <laughs> setting a story in the 1960s, where Alice Zander, played by IMDb's Elizabeth Reeser, <laughs> is a charlatan that takes people's money making them believe in magic and ghosts but aside from her work with the church she fakes seances with a ouija board in the late 19th century her business saw a real uptick when she stopped using chutes and ladders oh. <laughs> but this innocent game of ripping off strangers takes a turn for the worse when her daughter doris played by central, central castings lulu wilson invites true evil into their home jehovah's witnesses good guess but she starts to play with the board to contact her deceased
3: father Jeez, <laughs> what happens when you play Battleship? Aliens invade. Oh, right. <sighs> Kids today not playing video games or Dungeons and Dragons. What have we come to? Then again, it's 1967. Couldn't she just play a Beatles record backwards?
2: Well, Dora ends up opening up a portal to hell, Ooh. or what some would call her preteen years.
5: Your sister's taking you to school today. I don't want to go. I want to stay here and talk to my friends.
2: I didn't need this movie to convince me children are evil. <laughs>
5: Thankfully,
3: Father McFondleball shows up to help the single mother claim her daughter from the evil spirit, but not before the little girl goes uh, does the obligatory bending ba- backwards, crawling up walls, and spitting black goo from her mouth. And of course, all this is set against a familiar pop song reorchestrated to sound super creepy, like they do all the time. You are so weird. She have a lot Actually, you know problems. what? I think that's the
2: original alignment of Something, into to something to Good by Herman's Hermits.
4: <laughs> I know! For uh, work. Uh,
2: <laughs> the movie then plays out as a greatest hits of Possession. Climbing ceilings, mouths sealed shut by invisible forces, appearing suddenly behind people. It's like agents of the devil are phoning it in. Completely out of ideas. And on top of that, they have no idea how to win Pennsylvania.
3: Friend of the Show week continues as former guest Doug Jones also appears huh? here. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you guys! Oh,
0: oh no! Thank Thank you, you. thank you,
4: you,
3: you precious, precious
4: puppies.
5: (laughs) (laughs) He called me a puppy once. Did he? Uh, He's
3: the best, right? (laughs) He might be the greatest living human being. I mean, I swear. The more I think about Doug Jones and getting a Doug hug, (laughs) (laughs) he hugged, right? I hugged him so much hugging, right? He's the greatest (laughs) man. He's the best. He should be in everything.
0: (laughs) You know, he's number two on IMDb credits for this. (gasps)
2: yeah mm-hmm. well Lin shea is number one so yeah. i it's clearly oh. not about either of them but oh, there they are at the <laughs> top
0: i was very proud of him i'm like oh number two yeah
2: i mean i, I hope he's not a creature yeah, he probably is <laughs> yeah, I don't know. we'll see
0: he's coming back as nosferatu
5: not two. yeah is he, he? he was yeah. making that when he was showed up on our, oh, he was on how our show cool. yeah. oh, he's a great nosferatu yeah. oh he's amazing i mm. i have a friend in it i don't know if i can say this but i've seen some of it because <sighs> no, it was friend all has sent a clip
2: it was all being shot back when he was here. Yeah. Oh, and it's cool. great
5: cool. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it, it's just amazing what they're doing, like matching the backgrounds of the original. Cool. With, yeah.
3: Oh, really? They're doing kind of like a shot for shot thing? Or like yeah, it just and I, I
5: even think they're using the original. Oh. Like, I don't know if you green screen it or how you get that oh, I, yeah. with the oh, real people in mm-hmm. front. Yeah.
2: They crowdfunded uh, that, and they were doing that when he was on our show. Wow. Yeah, so oh,
3: wow. On its way. Oh, man, I got to look that up. Uh, but
2: it's produced, back to Ouija, mm-hmm. uh, origin. Ouija. It's produced by both Michael Bay and Jason Blum. Oh. There has to be some kind of breakdown of the film financing space time continuum <laughs> happening when these two
3: get together. That guy is not all Michael Bay, or the trailer would have probably played out a little differently.
5: Your sister's taking you to school today. I don't want to go! That's nice.
2: If this is a hit for Parker Brothers, look for the 13 hour epic Risk, directed by Ken Burns. <laughs> I would say that
3: with Ouija Origin of Evil, Parker Brothers has a monopoly on Halloween.
2: Okay. <laughs> Sorry.
3: Stop it. Bop Sorry. It. That... No. What?
2: Stop huh? it. Enough. It's a board game movie, so how seriously can you take it? Though a little girl could, you know, she coldly describes strangulation, and that's as unsettling as she is
4: cute.
5: Want to hear something cool? Sure. Do you know what it feels like to be strangled to death? First, you feel the pressure in your throat and you start to taste something. Very sour in your mouth. Then, it's like someone lights a match right in the middle of your chest. And that fire grows. It fills your lungs and your throat and all the way behind your eyes. And the last thing you feel is cold. Good
3: night, Romeo. This concludes the third presidential debate. All right, mm-hmm. there you go. Weegee. <laughs>
2: Weegee out of Weegee. Weegee. Wee-G. The A, of course, is pronounced like two E's. Weegee.
1: That wasn't me. Oh, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> huh? What's behind me? That was The Conjuring. I read somewhere that the, uh-huh. that the first one was a box office success.
2: I guess so, but they did a whole like. Well, forget all that. Let's go back forty years. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, this
3: is a uh, what's the movie with the doll where they the
1: second yeah, one's about the, the Annabelle.
2: doll, yeah. Annabelle. Yeah, this did is the
1: you Annabelle did you see the, the first Ouija. one,
2: Emily?
5: The first Ouija. Yeah. No, I didn't.
2: That makes the table. I think for, <laughs> for the table. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was
1: my point. I didn't know this did at all
2: well at the box office. No. Well, they brought in Mike Flanagan, so that bodes well. And actually, early reviews on the Vegetableometer are like at eighty-two percent or something. So the reviews are solid.
3: Now, Mike Flanagan did Oculus, right? Yes. And he is. These people were talking. This is a, a great new voice in cinema. I have yet to. What was the movie? We before? said that on the movie guys. Yeah, yeah. Net, yeah I, mean, so I, I go I, look at that. I had this discussion with some film friends of mine named Paul and Bart and Karen, <laughs> <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> yeah, Mary
2: Gent, a contributor to the site, wrote a whole article. On, yeah, that's fell right. Fell in love with, right, found right. all the stuff online and just burned through it all and said that he's uh, got a great. Ah, I got it. This and is, he's he's making Gerald's Game right now, the Stephen King Stephen, novel. Yeah. And they just announced casting for that, Bruce Greenwood and Carla Gugino. That bodes well. Hmm. They're good. So yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, and a good guy to take over what could otherwise be a throwaway sequel. I think now you don't ignore it. Because we don't know who directed
3: the first Ouija. That was just no. kind of a throwaway thing. <laughs> and then this respectable director comes in to direct the second one. I mean, that's that's very interesting to me. yeah
0: hmm. It really started to get my attention whenever they start to play up the idea that it's make-believe at first. I love that kind of thing, where something is all pretend and they're being shysters, and then all of a sudden it turns on them. That's going to be cool. That's
3: like the opening of Ghostbusters, because at the beginning of yeah, this- Yeah, he's we, a shyster. Yeah, we glossed yeah. over it with some jokes and stuff, but she actually fakes these seances to sort of give people a, a a feeling of closure for deaths in their family or whatever.
0: And to take their money. And to take their money.
3: <laughs> I also like that's that it's set in the
0: yeah. 60s. I think that's really neat, too. Because she's a single mom in the '60s, and she has this business because she's trying to keep her family together. And the fact that she's doing all of this and it's under the table—literally, she's like figuring out clever ways to move the table and how to use the Ouija board to scare people. That's cool. I like that.
1: Then a kid gets older and
0: the kid it. a kid ruins
1: everything. Well, the first half of this trailer—it's like a goofy little, yeah, like gypsy quirky. family mm-hmm. trying to hustle people. Yeah. <laughs> And it turns really dark really yeah. quick. When it's they the clear. Partridge family yeah. with uh, the demonic possession. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Patent pending. Uh. Did I just come up with that? We have uh. got to get a development deal for just off-the-cuff things set on this show.
0: See how much fun we're having? It's <laughs> a lot of fun.
3: <laughs> What'd you say That the part? I'm going to write that down.
0: Yeah, Partridge the Partridge fan. family with,
2: with d- demonic, demonic
0: possession. <laughs> possession. You could just take the boobé, sister, <laughs> and have yeah. Renee get possessed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's basically nice uh, Olympus, Scooby-Doo, anyway. right? Mm.
3: Yeah, well, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. That's, that's
2: fine. why it sounded familiar. Fine, and fine, good fine. Van
3: bus. Look, yeah. there's no dog. <laughs> no point. dog and no hippie. Right. Wait, there's a hippie. <laughs>
4: there's
3: <laughs> Sorry, always, I'm in development with myself on my there's head There's right always now. a hippie.
2: <laughs> uh, also, should be noted, Henry Thomas shows up in this. Karen and I watched E.T., Last Friday, and uh, we hosted a screening of it down in Burbank, and we hadn't seen the movie in a long time. It's such a great movie! And you know, people always go, "What happened to him?" Just want to point out fifty-eight credits on IMDb, so he's been working pretty (laughs) steadily. He
0: and David Spade.
2: There you go. Look for Henry Thomas's reality show Mm -hmm. coming up soon.
3: Wow, Henry Thomas. uh, You know, I'm sorry. I, I hate to go back to this, but it just occurred to me. Chainsaw Massacre is basically the exact same setup as Scooby-Doo as well. It's a van full of kids. Some of them are hippies, and they're looked at solving a mystery. And then, you know, what? one of them basically could be a dog, the, the, the hitchhiker. That's kind of like the dog, right? Sorry. Is there any uh, <laughs> Scooby snack analogy? Is there drugs involved? Yeah, and actually a very unfortunate go. Scooby snack analogy in Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> All right, enough of
2: the new movies. We're going to talk to our guest, (laughs) uh, Emily Goss, who is in the house on Pine Street. We're going to actually take a break and bring in Ray Scalacci, who I mentioned before, and we'll get to the bottom of this uh, new film that is available on VOD in just one second. It is time for our guest, whose new film, The House on Pine Street, uh, where she won Best Actress at the Blue Whiskey Independent, South Dakota, and Fargo Film Festivals, is now available very soon on iTunes. We'll get to the bottom of that. We had breaking news during the break. We had break breaking news. Uh, Emily Goss. (laughs) (laughs) Goss? Or is it Goss like Moss?
5: Well, isn't that the same? Goss? Goss? Moss?
3: Awesome. Is it pronounced Goss or Ouija? <laughs> <laughs> Depends.
1: Now, all you did in this movie was act. You were just an actor. Ouija. Sir. <laughs> um, all you did? <laughs> so all you did was. Well, it's an independent film. You didn't write it, direct it, cater it, uh, edit well, it. Well, let's. Right. Well, let's. let's uh,
3: should we talk about the concept of this film? Because it's just you, right? What?
5: Uh, no. I mean, it, okay, there, so. there's a really incredible supporting cast. Okay. Um,. But the trailers but I, just you. you. have <laughs> to say
4: that.
2: <laughs> give us the give us because now the breaking news first, and then we'll, then tell us what it's oh. about. Is House on Pine Street will be available on iTunes October October twenty eighth twenty eighth. We yes. thought it was September thirtieth. So the 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 website originally said that, but it got bumped. So it's just time for Halloween, which is just in time. It's yeah, it's just a horror so movie. Tell we're us really about
5: excited it. about it. Uh, so it follows Jennifer, who's the character I play. She's seven months pregnant, recovering from uh, quite mysterious mm-hmm. mental breakdown. Uh, her husband moves them back to her rural hometown in Kansas where she starts to experience ghosts in their rental home, but no one else does. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, is the house haunted or is she crazy? And she has to figure that out for herself.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the script is, uh, well, Ray Scalacci is with us as well. Oh. Of Woo-hoo! course, who yeah. reviewed Welcome, the Ray. film when it played at the Phoenix Film Festival. It had fan quite a fan extraordinaire. at quite a uh, festival a run. Horror. A horror, yeah. Film horror, horror, Ray Scalacci fan. is here.
3: Horror, horror, Ray Keep
2: <laughs> <laughs> Now, what Keep y- it up. Your, your original take on the movie when you reviewed it for the website for the MovieGuys dot net was uh, very positive, and you've seen yes. it now a couple times.
6: Yes, uh, the the audience reaction was amazing because it, it rarely do you get where people you you're hearing an audible gasp several mm-hmm. times. Uh, There are so many gotcha moments, but they're not jumping out at you. They're very subtle. That's what I believe I said in the review that this was a bloodless terror. It is, Mm. yeah, not a drop of blood. Yeah, yeah, hardly, yeah, no no blood at all. Which is refreshing. Yes, yes, but you don't realize it. You keep thinking in your head something really horrible is going to happen. And things do, but it has such a wonderful build to it. And I just got to tell you, it was an impressive... Film, uh, both the, the Keelings, the brothers Austin mm-hmm. and Aaron, and, and Natalie Jones, uh, yeah, who Was really also incredible. involved in the writing and uh, producing of
5: it. Yeah.
3: Now, who who, are the, who are the Keelings? Are the directors, writers,
5: directors? The key- Keelings are it's, the it's a trio. Yeah, okay. um, it's a trio. Aaron Keeling and Austin Keeling are twin brothers, and their best friend Natalie already. Jones. Spooky. Well, <laughs> right? I mean, it comes. Oh, I've seen out. The shiny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but they use. They that. actually I mean, hold hands. They, <laughs>
4: they dress the same. Oh
5: man. <laughs> They. The three of them are best friends and they grew up watching horror and hailing horror. And so the film, like Ray says, it it works to go against what we expect from lazy, independent horror. Like there are no jump scares. There are no tropes. In fact, we have twins in the film. We we introduce these concepts that you think, you know, Uh but then we try and twist them in unexpected ways.
2: Yeah, and one big compliment you can give to any indie film, because horror especially is done a lot because people think, well, we can just do it on the cheap and still get it seen by people. It's already got a market, too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but this movie, and again, uh, this is a compliment, looks like a movie. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I mean, we've
2: looked at a lot of indie indie films here on our uh, on our show and on the website and for the website, and you know, you want to give them their day in court, but sometimes they just don't look like a movie. Wow. You watch them, you're like, I get you're telling a story yeah. here, but this doesn't look like a movie. Mm-hmm. House on Pine Street looks like a movie, like a horror movie, as you know them to be, with its own signature sort of look. It's not horribly dark movie.
1: No, it's um, a daytime horror. Yeah. 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 So that's, Most that's of it what takes place in the day.
5: That's like so a snowy unusual. western world. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like a snowy western. To Paul's point, though, Emily and I were having this conversation. I didn't get to watch the movie. I literally watched the first three minutes, and you could tell this looks like a movie. <laughs> so much of the independent film that we see, 30 seconds into it, you're like, okay, you guys haven't figured this out. You haven't figured out how to make it look like a movie. I can guarantee it's not going to feel like a movie for the rest of the 90 minutes. But absolutely, there's a, a professional polish and a quality to it that... Well, it's uh, obvious right away. And
3: also, what I can tell, and I do love that these guys. I did, I didn't actually. We didn't talk earlier about the the filmmakers, and that that, that this sort of person that inhales horror cinema. You know, there was there was a time where that was a little bit of like a an bit out, of a, whore. a horror, a <laughs> horror. You could say, you could say, a horror horror. Um, you know that 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 is. I remember there was a time where that was not. You know, you would meet people and you would realize like, oh, you 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 like this too, and yet you're not a, a weirdo and and freak and stuff like that. But there's a pure cinema aspect to it to use the Hitchcock term I guess which is a lot of you know the approaching doors and a lot of things in the in the corners and stuff that sort of build and 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 give these little you know you have to keep watching all the little things and again I I, I haven't seen the movie yet but I, it might be all on her mind and it, it kind of makes sense when you see the the pure cinema aspect of it that and, they,
4: and,
6: and, all and practical you effects. and you do yeah. get a wonderful Shower scene. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a Classic. shower scene. Yeah, yes, you have a shower it's not scene, wonderful. A lot right? of <laughs> it's creepy. No, but it, it, no, it is. It is unbelievably yeah. creepy. Yeah. uh And you're you're gripping your chair the whole time. you. Thanks. just you're gripping
4: yeah. that chair like Donald yeah. Trump, right? <laughs>
6: now you mentioned.
2: Uh,
3: <laughs> you mentioned, that's um, the new chair grip analogy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right?
2: You mentioned practical effects. you get yeah. thrown around in this movie?
5: I, I do. Did you have
2: any uh, history with that, or did you come in and this is a brand new thing for you where evil forces toss you around the, the, the house? <laughs> <laughs>
5: um, I don't know. I, I grew up loving climbing trees and rock climbing and ropes courses, and then, I don't know, so I felt like that was kind of the best training that, anyone could have so when they're like we're gonna do this we're gonna put you in a harness and then there's gonna be another guy at the end of a rope who's just gonna just jump on the rope I'm like yeah that's <laughs> did you be get great. jerked
3: back through a doorway because that's a that's kind of a classic yep. yeah. yes yeah some <laughs> oh, of that mysterious forces pulling you through a doorway yeah and you've seen that in movies as well like was it weird to actually be pulled through a doorway like now I'm actually going to experience what it's like for a spirit to jerk me backwards through a doorway <laughs> with no control over myself. Well, it was
5: just fun, it was yeah. just good fun, and and I, I don't usually drink, but I I had to take a shot to just try and dull the anticipation factor,
2: mm-hmm. um, calm the nerves, calm right? the nerves yeah. a
5: little bit, and it was it was just a great time, the whole the whole thing. You know you shouldn't drink
2: uh, when you're pregnant,
5: just <laughs> for Fuck the record. God.
1: Well, that was some pretty good method acting because you actually went out and got pregnant for the role. I
5: did. That's impressive. I'm proud of that. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, that's that's that's. I keep forgetting that too as we're talking about
3: this. You're pregnant throughout the entire. The character is mm-hmm. pregnant. The I mean, it's, a, it's kind of like a Fargo aspect. Like I've never seen a horror movie with the exception of a movie that's about the baby, like Rosemary's Baby or something. But you're going through all of these haunted. Uh, uh, you know. That's a stakes things. raiser. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just uh, yeah. Add something different to every aspect of it because you're pregnant the whole time. It's a, it's a mother,
5: right? And it, it to be. tries to. I think it's a horror movie for people who don't watch a lot of horror movies or think of themselves as horror fans because it offers a lot of other stuff, like what it is to be a woman who doesn't necessarily want to be pregnant, and the way society treats you when you're pregnant, and the way that your relationship with your husband changes, mm-hmm. and the way that. Your relationship with your friends change,
3: and how that aspect must inform. If the husband is on to that, that she doesn't want to be pregnant, then anything that she's saying that's suspicious about the house is not going to be believed because it's going to be filtered through this lens of, well, you're just you're going crazy, and, and that's another pregnant. layer. Of hormones the film. are everywhere. You nailed yeah. another layer of the movie. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. a that's a huge layer. The psychological.
2: Which brings right. me to a question for hormones. the table. It's just hormones. <laughs> uh, so he thinks maybe she's 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 not sure if she's going crazy. He's not sure if she's going crazy. He's not sure if she's acting this way on purpose or perhaps actually seeing paranormal activity in the house. So how long do you give that as the husband? <laughs> Until the He's kid's He's very 18. patient in the film, you know, for a while. And so how long do you... I mean, I mean, it's love, right? You no. guys, <laughs> it, what do you think?
5: I don't know. I'm not a husband. No. I, what if?
2: What if it was the guy who was like hey, walking? Yeah, are, 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 are you? Are you? Are you married, kid? I'm no, not, not. No. no. no so not the whole pregnancy love. thing was new too. Yes. So, but if your guys start
3: going nuts, well, how long do you give them?
5: It depends <laughs> on the guy. Yeah, that's true.
3: <laughs> I mean, if your guys going nuts and there's ghosts haunting you and doors slamming and you're being pulled through, that I mean, you know, it's, that's 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 a lot of stress. <laughs> not a <laughs> <out of> marriage. <laughs>
6: really I is. I gotta tell you that what's What's wonderful about this film, aside from a lot of other films that we've seen, Paranormal Mm -hmm. Activity and all that, this does something. It it captures that feeling of actually having or being involved with a paranormal experience. So anybody that's ever had anything like that, this movie is going to raise the hairs in the back Mm. of your neck.
1: Uh, Ray, you sound like you talk from experience. Yeah. Have you seen have ghosts? You, <laughs> have you seen ghost Ray? That's a good question. Ghost Ray, right? what have you done? <laughs> I've had two experiences.
6: Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, one was w- was not scary. It was just like what just happened. Uh, the other was very uncomfortable, and I did not have a clue that anything like it was going to happen. Just that I had a very, very good friend of mine that asked me if I would uh, watch, or go over his house and feed his cats for him and his parents. Mm. They went to Vegas. Uh, I went over there. I didn't think anything of it. I got in, and um, the cat was acting really weird. And I went in the hallway, and you ever feel that somebody's in a room? Mm. And I'm like going, hello, is anybody here? And (laughs) don't see anybody there. So uh, I go over to the cat in the hallway, and I Lean
1: down. And my cat says,
6: it was me in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I suddenly felt like somebody was behind me. I've never had an experience Oof. like this at all. I turned around and saw a pair of brown shoes and gabardine slacks. And I oh. jumped. And I mean, I, my whole body, I just flew back. And then there was nothing there. And I went, this is really strange. Oh. Then the cat darted into his mother's room and for some reason, it really creeped me out, and I went, I'm not going in that room. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I fed the cats. I got out of there. I did this for a couple days. When he came back, uh, I told him, I said, look, I, I this is really weird, and I just wanted to tell you this. And he got really quiet. And no. he put his head down no. and he goes, I am so sorry. <gasps> there is something I didn't tell you. Oh! oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow! And this stuff had been going on in his house for quite a while. In fact, it's he old house. had. He, yes, yeah. They had an incident where they had. Uh, he, they had an area where he chopped wood. And he could not. Why find does the axe. anyone have an area where you <laughs> chop wood? Well, they
1: had a fireplace.
6: They had a fireplace! You,
1: so, <laughs> you got to warm up a haunted <laughs> yeah, house yeah, <laughs> so,
3: with an axe. Yeah.
1: And Here's the well he, with no water. Here's the area where we chop <laughs>
6: wood. He's probably. I'm going to hope to God he never sees this because mm-hmm. he'd be very upset if he knew I was still talking about this. But he 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 couldn't find the axe for several days. Couldn't figure out why. And they found the axe underneath his mother's bed. No. No way. No. That was the room that I didn't want to go in. Oh my god. So yeah, I it in. and actually I uh he asked me No wonder thing. you like horror movies, right? <laughs> no, you know what? I don't like the real thing. Yeah, I, uh, it's, it's not it's not comfortable. And actually I can't remember but and that was when I was in my twenties, early twenties, and actually like a year or two later he asked me to come by and stay over at the house with him. Don't do it. And we were we, we slept in the living room, both on the couch and I started hearing noises and I go we're leaving the lights on because this is too freaky and I never stayed over again. So <laughs> That's uh, awesome. why are we naked? And he has, <laughs> and he has had the house. He has had the house. That would have house. been my
1: first question for my friend. I'll sleep over, but why are we naked? I don't understand. <laughs> he's why? had the, he's I'll had, had the house.
6: He's had the house. Uh, blessed several times. Oh my God. And it. Be, and that's how it good still that has is. To, <laughs> st- it still has to be done every, like, I don't know, six months. You bless- got the installment plan. <laughs> yeah,
3: blessing wears off.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I sold
3: you on a 12 blessing yeah, uh, p- yeah. kit package. But you got the
5: 13. Blessing.
6: But that's the kind of movie this is. It really.
3: Well, that, uh, I wanted to ask the the filmmakers because yeah, there is that sort of like the, the old dark house uh, kind, of, and even the title. I, I said it kind of reminds you, you know, little girl lives down the lane, or last house on the left. That kind of title puts me in that mind to begin with. Mm-hmm. What were the influences? Of the filmmakers were there things that made, they made you watch, or they constantly reference and stuff. Like, um, what's their favorite movies of all time?
5: <laughs> well, there, one one of the major influences was The Haunting of Hill House, oh, the book. Okay. Um. But but in preparation for this, they had me watch Take Shelter, which is phenomenal. Oh, Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Oh, Michael Shannon. Sean yeah, we we're talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we talked a lot about real life poltergeists, how that that phenomenon is can be carbon monoxide poisoning. Mm. It can be like inner ear imbalances. But there are all these actual scientific reasons for these Kind of supernatural activity and so pregnancy then i would hope pregnancy. it's yeah then i would hope Hormone. it's a poltergeist. hormones crazy women you know <laughs> then it's i would hope
2: it's a poltergeist rather than some inner ear thing i got going on <laughs> <laughs> <You know?
6: laughs> so ha- know. haunting
3: of hill house i thought i thought at first you meant house on haunted hill but you said the book I, i've never uh is that, is that a, fake, a horror I classic i
6: you know I, I could be wrong on this but that might have been what the movie The Haunting was based on okay. Robert think, Weiss All right, film. and yeah. I know they love The Haunting yes. okay. Yeah, and, and this very much echoes The Haunting and just in, in feel mm. but it also echoes and I, I mentioned this to Emily that it echoes Rosemary's Baby mm-hmm. there are quite a few scenes uh, and, and we're not just talking about the woman herself I'm talking about the, the interaction between the guests and such mm. they come mm. over and, and
2: uh, Dread Central put it in the top of the year Right? Yeah. Already. Yeah, it's the top horror films of the year with Conjuring yeah. 2 and Green Room.
6: Yeah. yeah. That's
2: a nice. pretty good company. Conjuring 2 is
1: great. Oh, so, yeah. 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 I have a and question. it has a similar great. feel, especially with the That's
3: true.
1: As an actor, how do you act scared?
5: It's very easy. I mean, <gasps> I mean, you see how easily I just got scared right now. Like, I'm very yeah. easily scared. <laughs> so you, I mean, you create something. So you bring Ray to
3: the
1: set. You have him tell your so just, you know, a <laughs> story. Just tell me about your enough. lunch or something. <laughs> <laughs> well.
5: Oh, God. Um, I think acting yeah. scared
1: might be one of the hardest things to do. I,
5: so, I don't know. Right? It depends on how yeah. vivid your imagination is, I guess, mm. or how, how easily you can tap into that. Because if, if you actually think about... What might be happening? You know, if this were happening, I don't know. It was easy for me. I feel that, like that's I'm it. Not explaining about
2: have you well, done a lot of just... truthfully believing imaginary circumstances?
5: Right? Yeah, mm. that. <laughs> s- because when you should of. write a book yeah, on acting. You know? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, that. S- I'll sign it.
1: <laughs> uh, Think have you of done scary other stuff? Other horror films? I'm sorry. Have you done other horror films?
5: No. Mm. No. I what's did- your
1: What's your sweet spot? For acting. What do you excel in? What do well, you? Well,
5: I got to talk about it earlier. I'm I uh, went to grad school for Shakespeare, oh. and I'm doing now a film adaptation of Twelfth Night. I'm oh, playing okay. Viola. So and were they doing the thing where they like, set it in a tattoo parlor? Well, it's set, it's set in modern day. <laughs> yeah. you, did you see that uh, Onion article <laughs> that was like you know, crazy modern director Shakespeare? or set Shakespeare play in the time in which he intended yeah (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. they can be pulled off man I love that Mel Gibson Hamlet chopped to pieces but yeah yeah. uh, Yeah, I mean just seems authentic and so charged up emotionally yeah
5: so that'll be that'll be super fun but yeah I don't know I I want to be an actor because I want to do everything okay so hopefully how did you get
1: involved with this one
5: um, well, a lot of us went to USC. I went to USC for theater oh, okay. and Aaron and Austin Keeling, the writers, the two of the writers, two of the three and the two directors, uh, they went there for cinema. And so I had gotten to know them by doing various student films with friends of their friends. And our cinematographer was from USC, our uh, costume designer, production designer. In so another
1: case it's all who you know one of those no,
5: yeah
3: yeah
1: who are you go to college with yeah. right
3: bart
5: <laughs> did you guys go to college together <laughs> yeah <laughs> and here we are <laughs> where'd you go uh
1: miami of ohio
5: right. oh cool yes. I, that was confusing yeah i know <laughs> right well
1: because we would have said miami university which is what it's called it is uh, actually called miami university. and you would have immediately thought oh they went to florida yes which and is the th- university of miami yeah mm. but which
5: one came first
1: oh uh, miami, miami was an a was a state before Florida was a university. Miami was a university before, before Florida, Florida was a state. state. There you go. I went to right state on. U. Oh,
5: I went to U of state. <laughs> College, state,
2: <City>
1: university. <laughs> College U.
5: <laughs>
3: uh,
2: let me ask you what we ask every guest who comes on the show. What is your favorite movie of all time?
5: I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. I mean... Prep. Well... I'm sure you get this all the time, but American Beauty was the movie that made me appreciate movies. No,
1: we do not. You do Once, not.
5: I think
2: well, all the time we get, I mean, all the time we get Godfather. It's a wonderful life. Mm. You know, but, but
3: we do keep coming back to 1999 as a such a key year in cinema. That is, mm.
2: was that Best Picture that year? It
3: was. Yeah. I mean, that's just. Uh, it, it unjustly beat out
1: South Park, but that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> so what was it about that movie that.
5: Um, it was when I really noticed the power of editing, of color, of pace. I
1: still don't know how you can tell good editing.
5: Oh. You, can, you can, well, you can feel it.
1: All right. Yeah, you don't know, you're
2: not supposed to know it. It just happened, the movie happens to you and it's usually a result of it being good.
1: Again, my point is if I don't know what your source material is, I don't know how mm. well you were able to craft what I'm looking at. <laughs> now, if, if all I'm looking at is all you were given... And you put it in the right order? Great. (laughs) Fair.
6: Best example is Jaws. Because when they first showed Jaws to the screening audiences, it tanked. That's before it actually got released. Everybody hated it. And then they gave it to Verna Fields. And she turned it into a giant hit. Now, you kind of make bart's point there
3: that there's something that you know something about the initial footage that was different from what you know got eventually but the the thing is you i think that's a good point bart that you don't know what good editing is until you've seen all the raw footage right <laughs> but since that will literally never happen you have to find a different you know uh, mechanic so,
1: yeah i need to figure out how to how to make that determination when i'm playing at home uh, at home along with the uh, the awards and figuring out oh yeah that is better editing than that other one I don't well, know. Well, the edi-
3: the editing for but the editing for American Beauty is very showy. I mean, it cuts to a bag in the wind, and it it, it does that at, at a certain pace that is, uh, it doesn't. It's not because naturally you would cut to a video of a yeah, bag because maybe in they any sp- movie, you know, yeah,
1: maybe they spilled coke on the other scene that they were, you know, they <laughs> spilled a soda on it, and they're like, oh, we got we got to fill something. Uh, cut they to the bag. Spilled the
2: soda on the scene. <laughs> on the
1: on the film. On, on the, the tape. On, the, on the, the tape. Digital file. Yeah. The- on the machiney <laughs> thing that does the pictures and we got to cut to something but, but uh,
2: yeah oh and just real quick because we got to get to Karen's birthdays what is your favorite horror movie of all time oh, just for good, fun oh
5: good call I mean The Shining it was like it's just it's so that's when we get horrible. a lot it's horrible I hate it it's so scary <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> But you're a sucker for the lush epic too, because American yeah. Beauty has this like yeah. kind of as, as gritty as it is. It's also it's shot by uh, um uh Conrad, Conrad Hall. Conrad, yeah, is it Conrad? Conrad no, Hall? John. No, uh, Conrad Hall, right? I forget. Anyway, Prince of Darkness, whatever they call it, whatever it is it? I can't think of the name. Godfather guy? Yeah. No, Con- not Godfather. Con- Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hey put a it, it in man. post. I'll put
2: it in post where know. I just yeah, say I his know. name. <laughs> yeah, please put that in there. <laughs> but anyway, no, but it is a but American Beauty. I just saw Arrival, uh, the new Amy Adams film that's uh-huh. coming out, and I thought it was a flat-out masterpiece mm. because it uses every single aspect of filmmaking to show how great it is. Mm. You know, and I was talking about. I was going back and forth with someone about how TV doesn't necessarily do that as much as they come up with great characters and great stories that can go nine hours and they're addictive. They don't necessarily always manage to use every aspect of the medium where films do. Um, Karen and I saw E.T. that does that. Mm. And I think American Beauty does that. Yeah. They, I mean, the they, music, they, like, you, you the just acting. led with that because I said, yeah, of course, editing, the funny, you said everything, the acting, the locations, it's all
4: the writing. It's all
5: there. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah it's a full film. It's, it's got everything and your best picture
4: mm-hmm.
3: and it was uh, yes yeah, Adam no it's not in here no.
4: <laughs> how is it not in here
2: we'll have that for you when we get back because we're going to bring Karen back in and uh, get go on to the uh, birthday segment of our show uh, hold on for one sec <laughs> Now it's time to wrap up the show the best way we know how with Karen's weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. It's Karen's Birthdays. Take it away. Karen's Birthdays. It's time for
4: Karen's Birthdays. Karen's Birthdays. It's time for Karen's Birthdays.
2: Let's
0: start off the week by wishing a very happy birthday to Lynn Shay, who turns 73 but can play anywhere from a chain smoker to a cunnilingus-loving landlady.
1: Why do I not know Lynn Shay?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know her. She's a woman that does that whole thing and Kingpin.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. You don't know her because they make her look horrible. And she's really cute. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, and that was twenty years ago when she was like fifty and could yeah. still look nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's the only actor to appear in both Dumb and Dumber. And the prequel, Dumb and Dumberer. When Harry met Lloyd. How do you say the Dumberer?
1: Dumb and Dumber. I think they spelled the Joneses wrong. I'm sorry, I want to get back oh, to that. Because okay. they, they they spelled it Joneses is. And isn't it just Jones apostrophe? That's Jones. what I thought. I always yeah. thought it was Jones yeah. Apostrophe. Yeah. And they spelled it with an extra E S.
0: Maybe Zach Alfinaka's was the man. one who wrote it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: How would you spell multiple Abombable
0: Abdominal. Abdominal. Abdominal.
3: <laughs> Galifianakis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lynn Shay was named the Godmother of Horror by Wizard World Comic Con, and her first IMDb credit on uh, out of all of them, she has a ton of them was for Hester Street, where she played a whore, Ray, just like you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. She started out very wholesome, though, and her credits were Highway to Heaven, Who's the Boss, Eight is Enough, and eventually she found her niche with Amityville and New Generation, Nature of the Beast, Perf- uh, Perversions of Science, Insidious, Insidious Chapter 2, Insidious Chapter 3, And she played Helen Keller in Helen Keller versus Night Wolves. Nice. (laughs) Adam, could you tell us about that movie? I
3: thought it was Niche Wolves.
0: (laughs) Isn't that amazing? That is
3: amazing. I don't even know what that is. Helen Keller versus. (laughs) God, these these hipster titles, right? That's just like.
0: Ironic. Zombie fish versus the (laughs) crazy guy with four legs. Now, Lynn says, according to IMDb, she may be the only actress in Hollywood who won't need a facelift because when she takes off her makeup, she looks great compared to her characters.
2: Because she was the, I mean, I mean I'm jumping the gun on this, yeah. but she was the tan lady, and there's something about Mary, yeah. the neighbor who oh, just yeah, tanned herself right. up. Oh, she I'm always looked right. horrible yeah. in these movies yeah. and was always hilarious.
1: And
0: she's super cute. Her IMDb picture is her, and she's blonde. She looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, now, Bart, she also appeared in Boat Trip. I mean, um, Gay Boat. Oh,
1: Gay Boat. <laughs> Love gay yeah, boat. she
0: was in Gay Boat. <laughs> and if you missed her in Insidious 1, 2, and 3, do not worry because she's on post production for Insidious 4 coming out next year. <laughs> wow. She, she always reminded her me
1: wow. of the woman that played—this is going to be the deepest reference, if anyone can help me Dioxin Dolly on Not Necessarily the News. Who was that? I that. remember not necessarily the yes. news. Uh, but, but all I remember is Stuart that. Pankin. Yeah, uh, Stuart Pankin, and there was Rich a fe- no, there was a female comedian that hung out with Martin Short. She was part of the SCTV. She was oh, not oh. Catherine oh. O'Hara, but the other one, Andrea Martin. Andrea Martin? Andrea oh, Martin. Yeah, yeah, that's Andrea true. Lin always reminds me of Andrea Martin.
0: She's sort of a not Jewish Andrea Martin.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. a very not Jewish Andrea. Yeah, because
0: she's more blondie, kind of uh, different, a little bit lighter features, longer face, kind of thing.
1: But right, a similar kind of
0: yeah, very funny. Very very funny, <laughs> but similar look. <laughs> Horribly talented, very funny yes. one. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Just like Andrea Martin. Horribly talented. <laughs> Adam, you've got to get on that Night Color. Night wolf, i got, got color. to find that. I'm Tell looking
3: me. that up. See if Gordon Willis I shot
0: need to know what's happening. <laughs> here. All right. Next, Let's nope, Wish. Just a money pit. Talking about beautiful women, let's wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Matt Walsh. Hey. Hey, who turns 52. He's in one of the movies this week. Yeah, that's why I'm talking about him. Same with Lynn Shea. He can play anywhere from a stoner to stoned. Matter of fact, have you seen his headshot on IMDb? <laughs> <laughs> it's him like puffing on an imaginary joint. <laughs> yeah. Either that or he's given a piece, uh, like an okay sign, but it's right by his mouth. Oh. So I'm not sure. I might be reading into or that. maybe he's
1: plotting something.
0: Yes, he mm. looks he maniacal. Twisting an imaginary mustache. mustache. Yes, mm. That or he's, he's going to smoke a joint. So you get on that. Let me know. He was known, uh, at, we all know him from Ghostbusters, right? right? Of course. Of course, as Agent Rourke. He also co-stars on Veep, and he appeared on Drunk History. I love this. Well, he played a KKK member twice. Oh. hmm <laughs>
3: And he started something, something citizens, something upright, uh, something, wait. something, something. You're something?
0: saying that he, after college, he started taking improvisational comedy classes in Chicago, and he would become a regular performer at the Annoyance Theater and Improv Olympic, where he studied under legendary improv teacher Del Close, who Gilda Radner also studied under. And in 1991, he met comedian Matt Besser, with whom he began performing stand-up comedy along with Matt Besser, Amy Poehler, and Ian Roberts. He's a founding member of the Upright Citizens Brigade. Which I feel like I've heard
3: of them. I think I've heard of them. I think
0: I remember seeing their their uh, mimeographed posters mm-hmm. on phone booths and like telephone poles in Chicago, yep. sort of stapled up mm-hmm. there. You did? Mm-hmm. I remember that. That them is so That was random.
3: grassroots comedy.
2: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they would
0: were. do comedy in the alley and stuff, and you'd go to a spot and then watch a window, and they'd pretend to kill somebody.
3: Well, no, that was the, Adam McKay was an original member of the Upper Citizens mm-hmm. Brigade, and they, they mimeographed posters all over Chicago that said, at midnight on this date, this yeah. man will kill himself. Yeah. And they made it because Adam McKay took the worst headshot, and he hated it. And <laughs> they just did that, and they made the poster, said, at midnight on this date, this man will kill himself. And then they did a UCB show, and then the, at the show, they said, hey, have you guys seen this poster all over town? And everyone's like, yeah. And they go, well, it's just around the corner. Let's go take a look at it. It says he led the whole crowd out to it, and Adam McKay was there, and they threw a mannequin
1: out the window or whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so Steve Martin. I love it. That's awesome. (laughs) And also, now, Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing.
1: This is true, Emily. This is going to happen to you a lot now that you've been on the show. All of our (laughs) guests experience this uh, phenomenon. People are going to come up to you all the time and say, tell me two interesting things about that Karen Mm, And The first thing you're going to tell them is she does not scare easily unless it's Ray Scalachi. He <laughs> that-
0: frightens the <laughs> hell out of everybody.
1: That's true. <laughs> Secondly, That's true. Karen Volpe Uh-oh. loves when celebrities sing.
0: I do. Ooh. Thank you, Bart. I do love it. So I decided we would have another birthday boy, Mr. Trey Parker. He would sing mm. some melodious Eric Cartman.
4: Parker. S- <laughs> Parker! Singing
0: I Swear. I don't know why he's singing this, but here he is singing I it. Will- It's almost better than the original.
1: pretty reminiscent.
4: Oh, oh, no.
0: Sounds like it's having a mental breakdown.
3: Sorry, I was looking at Helen Keller
2: versus the Night Wolf. Who's singing? <laughs>
0: oh, Trey Parker! Oh, that, oh,
2: that wraps it up in the movie <laughs> showcast, everybody. Together, we're the movie guys. Individually, we Garen are. we Bobby. Follow us on Twitter at The Movie Guys, Facebook.com slash The Movie Guys, iTunes, Instagram, Google, Mass Hysteria. And thank you to all of our listeners on WRFA 107.9 in Jamestown. We're coming your way. And please come back to the radio every Monday night at 8 p.m. to listen to our show. Thanks to Emily Goss. Yay! Thank
5: you. Yeah. Thanks, Ray.
2: Where should people be following you?
5: Awesome. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at EmilyGoss650 and Facebook. Facebook.com slash Emily Goss Actress
2: Emily Goss Actress there you go you and you can go like bomb. that page and follow your exploits yeah. as you uh, make this new uh, Shakespeare movie Yeah. and find out everything awesome. about The House on Pine Street which is coming to iTunes October 28th
1: now you yes. get a piece of that action nope No uh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> norsage
2: it takes you get baby steps to Sandra oh, okay. Bullock you know where you start you know, here and then you get there uh, thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as ever, we owe everything to, to Pat Peach. Peach. Next week, uh, just one film, but it's a big one, probably kicking off the holidays. A week before November is even upon us. Inferno is upon us. Yeah, hey, I
0: just wanted to say something. I saw Mr. Pat Peach over the weekend, and uh, he's so understated. Did you know he was a line producer on Masterminds? That was just, we just talked about last week. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Unbelievable. And we owe
3: everything to him.
2: <laughs>
0: we, owe, we owe it all to Pat This show Peach.
3: wouldn't
2: exist. <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh. see you next week, and see you in Western New York.
0: Woo!